Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4, verse number 1. If you're there, say, I'm there. Then the angel who talked with me wakened me as a man who was wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? So I said, I am looking. And there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And, and on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? And the angel talked with me, answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. And so he answered and said, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall be made plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of the temple. His hands shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. For who has despised the day of small things? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord who scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. Then I answered and said to him, What are the two olive trees, the one on the right of the lampstand and the other on its left? And I further answered and said to him, What are these two olive branches that drip into the receptacles of the two golden pipes from which the golden oil drains? Then he answered me and said, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. And he said to me, These are the two anointed ones who stand before the Lord and the whole earth. May the Lord add this blessing to the preaching of the word. And everyone said, Amen. We all know that one of the greatest events that takes place in the Old Testament is called the Babylonian exile. Everybody say Babylonian exile. The Babylonian exile happened in 587. And what happened was the Babylonians came in to the city of Jerusalem and they destroyed the temple of God. Now God warned them. God warned them in the book of Jeremiah. When Jeremiah was writing the letter to the, his people, he warned them that if they did not repent of their sin and turn to God, God was going to lead them into captivity. And because the people did not repent, that very thing happened. So the Babylonians, who is their enemy, came into their city, the people of God, and destroyed their temple, destroyed their homes, raped their women, etc. They were in desolate, uh, there was in a desolate situation because of what the enemy had done to them. And so the enemy took the strongest men of the city and took them into captivity. And they were in captivity for 70 years. And those people had to learn a new system. They had to submit to new leadership. They had to worship in a foreign land for 70 years because the Babylonians took the strongest men of God's people and took them into captivity. And now you have this book. You have this book of Zechariah. Zechariah is writing a letter here. He's a preacher, so to speak. And he's writing about a vision that he has. And he says that Zerubbabel's hands are going to finish rebuilding the temple. Now get this. They all come back to their land. And when they get back to their land, the temple is destroyed. So you know, so they start to work on this temple. They, they want this temple to be rebuilt. And Zerubbabel had a part to play in the rebuilding of the temple. 
This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. All right? This is the, the hands of Zerubbabel. The hands of Zerubbabel shall finish the temple or the foundation of the temple. So that was the word of the Lord. So God raised up Zerubbabel with a passion to finish the rebuilding or the foundation of the temple of God. Now this is what I want you to see. God is raising up a man by the name of Zerubbabel, but not only did God raise him up, but God gave him excitement. God stirred a word inside of him. For instance, if you go to Haggai chapter 1 verse 14, I want you to look at just the first sentence there. Haggai chapter 1 verse 14, and I want you to see what the Lord is saying about Zerubbabel. Haggai chapter 1 and verse 14, it says, And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel. Do you see that? Now, why did the Lord stir the spirit of Zerubbabel up? Because the Lord was going to use Zerubbabel to finish rebuilding the temple of God. So God stirred his spirit up. And let me say this and let me say it loud and clear. Don't lose me. When God gets ready to do something in a community, when God gets ready to do something among his people, God will raise up leaders. And the very first thing that God will do to a leader is stir the leader's hearts up. That's why sometimes you may not be stirred. Because God usually raises up leaders, stirs their hearts to stir your heart. Are you all with me? So God raised up this leader and he raised up Zerubbabel to finish rebuilding this temple. This temple was a place where God's presence dwelt. This was very significant for God's people. And so Zerubbabel had a significant part to play in this. And the very first thing that God is doing is raising him up and stirring up his spirit. Stirring up his heart. Because when God gets ready to do something, that's what God does. He stirs you up with excitement. He stirs you up with a vision. Now let me say this and let me say it loud and clear. That's one component of getting something done. If all you have is a stirring of the heart, you'll never get anything done. I'm going to say that again. If all you have is a stirring of the heart, you're not going to get it done. Zerubbabel's heart was stirred, okay? His heart was stirred, but God was saying, not only am I going to stir your heart up, not only am I going to motivate you to help rebuild the temple, but he says, I'm going to connect you with a word. Now, don't lose me, because that's what happens in church. We get really excited and gung-ho, and our hearts are stirred, but there's no substance there, there's no word there to keep us grounded. And that's what happens in this story. God stirs the heart of Zerubbabel up, but not only does God stir his heart up, God gives Zerubbabel a word to keep Zerubbabel planted even when the excitement is gone. Even when he is discouraged. Even when there's no stirring there, God is saying, I'm going to give you a word. I'm going to give you some substance so it can keep you planted even after the excitement is gone. Now what is it? What is the word? Well, Haggai chapter 2 and verse number 9. Haggai chapter 2, verse number 9. This was the word to Zerubbabel. This is the word to Zerubbabel. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord, and in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. So guess what God was doing? Do you, do you see the progression here? The very first thing that God does to Zerubbabel 
God stirs his heart up. Why is God stirring his heart up? God is stirring his heart up to have a passion, to have a vision, to have a dream, to rebuild the temple for God's people. But not only does God stir his heart up, not only is he excited, but God is saying, I'm going to give you a word. And this word is that the glory of the Lord is going to be greater on the temple that is built than it was on the former temple that the Babylonians had destroyed. Somebody say amen. So that tells me that when Zerubbabel is out there building the temple and everybody got discouraged and everybody left and everybody threw their hammers down and said, Zerubbabel, what, what's the point? Why are we building this foundation? Well, why do we need, there ain't nobody excited about it. Nobody cares about this temple. Zerubbabel could easily get discouraged. But Zerubbabel understood something, that God just don't give you a stirring without him giving you a word. Because the stirring is temporary, but the word is permanent. Somebody say amen. And the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel was this. When this temple gets done, the glory is going to be stronger on the temple that's built than it was on the temple that the enemy had destroyed. And my point to you tonight is this, that if all we got is excitement, you're not going to build anything in life but if you can get a hold of the word of God connected to your excitement you can get something done for the kingdom of God and that is why it's important that we be men and women of the word and that we grow in substance and we develop our we develop in Christ likeness because we're not all about excitement that's good but you've got to have a word connected to it and God connected a word to Zerubbabel that the glory was going to be stronger on this temple than it is on the former temple that was built. Now, can I, just, can I just say something to you? Of course, I'm the pastor. My heart is stirred. Of course, I have excitement. Of course, but I understand I have the word as well. And if you leave this church, if you go to the foyer outside, that scripture is planted on the wall the scripture that states the glory of the latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. The reason that this church is in Galena was because it wasn't built so it can be a beautiful building on 7th Street. It was built so that the glory of God could be stronger on this temple than it was at the former location that we were at. Somebody say amen. He said the glory is going to be stronger. And so Zerubbabel got a word. You see, listen to this preacher tonight. You know Saul, whose name was changed to Paul? He had a lot of excitement, but his excitement and zeal killed a lot of people. Remember? He was so excited, he went and got letters from, the, from Damascus, to kill, from the religious leaders, to kill the Christians. He was really zealous. He was really excited but his excitement killed people. Listen to this preacher. If all you have is a bunch of excitement, you can do a lot of damage to people's hearts and minds if you are not stable and secure and have substance in the Word of God. Because you will operate in a wrong spirit. You will operate in principles that's not recorded. Because you think you got a corner on how to do things because you got excitement, and nobody else around you is excited, so therefore, you're going to get the job done, and if we're not careful, we will hurt more people than help people. And that is why in this story, 
Zerubbabel not only had excitement, he had the word of God. And the word of God was the glory is going to be stronger on this house than it was on the former house. That is why Zerubbabel could keep building the temple even when everybody else was leaving. Even when everybody else said, you're stupid. And everybody else said, why are you doing this? You don't have the money. You don't have the finances. You don't even have the resources to do it. He kept building because he understood that the word of God is going to outdo my excitement. Somebody say amen. So, fast forward it. There was a preacher by the name of Zechariah. Zechariah goes to bed one night. And as he went to bed one night, we come to Zechariah 4. Now the angel who talked with me came and wakened me as a man out of sleep. Zechariah 4 verse 1. So the preacher is Zechariah. And the angel is giving a message to Zechariah. And Zechariah is going to go, listen to me, he's going to go to Zerubbabel and tell him the word of the Lord. Now stop. Get this. Do you see the progression? This is how God works. He stirs your heart. He gives you a word. And now he confirms it through another person. I'm going to say that again. You ready? He stirs your heart. Everybody say, he stirs my heart. He gives me a word. And he confirms it with another person. And guess who the person was? Zachariah. Zachariah goes to bed. And the angel of the Lord says to him, he wakes him. Look at verse 2, Zechariah 4, verse 2. And he said to me, what do you see? Now, the angel is saying to Zechariah, what do you see? He said, well, I'm looking and there's a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it, seven pipes, seven lamps, two olive trees, blah, blah. Verse 4, so I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me. and said, what are these, my Lord? Verse 5, then the angel who talked with me answered and said, do you not know what these are? Look at it, verse 6. So he answered and said to him, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Do you see that? So how does God work? Number one, he stirs your heart. Everybody say, he stirs your heart. Number two, he gives you a word. And he confirms it through another person. Zechariah is confirmed by the angel that Zerubbabel is, should finish this building. And do you see what the angel said? Verse 7. Verse 6, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. You know what the preacher was going to do? The preacher was going to go to Zerubbabel and tell Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, you're going to get this thing done, but the reason you're going to get this thing done is because the spirit of the Lord is behind it. It's not by your might or your ability, but it's going to be by the Spirit of God. Look at it. And then verse number 8, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, The hands of Zerubbabel hath laid the foundation of this temple, and his hands shall finish it. Then the Lord of the host sent me to you. Look at it. He said, I've been sent to you, verse 10, For who has despised the day of small things? Do you see that? Listen, Zechariah is going to Zerubbabel and to tell Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, the word of the Lord to you is this. You're going to finish rebuilding this thing. The same hands that laid the foundation is the same hands that's going to finish it. The word of the Lord to you, Zerubbabel, is don't get discouraged because you are making progress slowly. 
Don't despise the day of small things. He says, Zerubbabel, the word of the Lord is, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, you're going to get this thing done. And I want to tell this church something tonight. Don't get discouraged. We're going slow. At least we're going in the right direction. Come on, somebody. You've got to keep your mindset. He said, don't get discouraged. You're going slow. Don't despise the day of small things. Keep going. Keep moving forward. Zechariah said, Zerubbabel, don't get discouraged. Keep building the temple. Don't get discouraged over the small things. Zechariah said to Zerubbabel, I saw, don't lose me, he saw in a vision a lampstand, right? Is that right? A lampstand with seven what? Lamps on it. With what? Seven pipes to it. Is that what he saw? So Zechariah had to go tell Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, I had a dream, and I saw seven pipes with seven lamps. Now what is that supposed to mean to Zerubbabel? Well, that those lamps is the menorah in the tabernacle. The menorah was a candlestick that lit up the tabernacle. But here, hold, don't lose me, here there is no candlestick, there's pipes running to it. Do you know what I believe that the word of the Lord through Zechariah to Zerubbabel was? There is a continual supply of oil to the lamps. Because in the menorah, you had to light it physically. But God was saying to Zerubbabel, you're going to get the temple rebuilt. And the reason you can get it rebuilt is because I got a pipe hooked up to you of a continual supply of power and the anointing of God. Have you ever met somebody with wick religion? Always have to have somebody to light them up all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't got wick religion. I got a pipe. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. I said I got a pipe running to me. It's a continual supply of power and the anointing running through Zerubbabel so that he can accomplish the mission of God. We will never accomplish the mission of God unless we got a continual supply of the power and the anointing of God. We'll never get it done. Got to have the supply of the power of God. Is that all right? And then he said, I, I looked up and I saw there's two olive trees. And they're dripping with oil. Now, what is the two olive trees? The interpretations in the passage, the two olive trees is the two anointed people. In other words, Zechariah was telling Zerubbabel, your hands is going to finish rebuilding the temple. Don't get discouraged over small things. Hold on to the word of God. And know this, that there is a continual supply of power to you so that you can get the job done. But God wants me to tell you that you can't do it by yourself. You've got to have two olive trees, one next to you, so you can get the job done. The two olive trees represent people in our life. And we can't get anything done unless we have people in our life to help us accomplish the mission and the purpose of Christ. But did you notice that the two olive trees are dripping with oil? 
Because if I'm going to get hooked up with somebody, I want to get hooked up with somebody who is full of the power and the anointing of God and dripping with the power of God. Can I hear somebody say amen? We cannot accomplish it without the power of God, without people in our life. See? Isn't it amazing that he said, a further answer, what are these two olive branches that drip with the receptacles of the two golden pipes in which the golden oil drains? Then he answered and said, do you not know what these are? I said, no, my Lord. These are the two anointed ones who stand before the Lord and the whole earth. See? Who are these two anointed ones? These represent people that we need in life to get the job done. We can't do it ourselves. These people are dripping with the oil. They're, they're, these people are anointed. It's interesting in this passage that the Spirit of God is working, but yet there's people also working as well. In other words, we will never fulfill what God wants us to accomplish if we don't participate with the Spirit of God. Your unsaved loved ones will not get saved no matter how much you pray for them, unless you pray or you go to them yourself and witness the gospel to them. Well, y'all been praying for a long time. Has it worked? Because you've got to take action. There, there's a part for you to play. You've got to go to people You've got to share the light. He's given you a mouth to speak. You, he's given you hands to, come on somebody. He's given you feet. And you've got to do, you're a direct result of somebody witnessing to you and sharing the gospel with you and praying for you. And as a result, we can't sit in our seat any longer. We've got to get up and go share the message with somebody else. We've got to do it. So what am I saying tonight? I am saying that Zerubbabel had a word from God. His heart was stirred. He had a word from God, and it was confirmed through the preacher Zechariah. Zechariah went to Zerubbabel and said, if you're going to do it, you've got to have God's power flowing through you like a pipe. You've got to have people in your life that's full of faith and power and the anointing to walk with you on this journey. He said, if you're going to finish it, you've got to understand that it's not by your might only. It's by the Spirit of God working through you to get it done. You've got to keep the right perspective that you cannot get in a hurry and rush God, but you've got to be appreciative of the small things that's happening. That's how we're going to get it done. What does this mean to us as Christ's point? This is what this means to us tonight. Always remember that the excitement will fade sometimes. We got to be secure enough to hold on to a firm foundation, which is the Word of God. We always got to understand that God puts people in our life to confirm the working of God in our life. We got to understand that there's a part for us to play. The Spirit will work through us, the Spirit will anoint us, but He is co labors together with us. We got to do something. Did you hear me? This story teaches us tonight 
that we can't do it alone. We've got to have each other. We've got to have those olive branches and olive trees. In closing, Zechariah said there's a bowl on top of the lampstand. A bowl? You see, the bowl represents receiving. And if you're going to accomplish anything in your life or if we're going to accomplish anything for God as a whole community, we always got to keep a bowl on our head. We always got to teach, keep a teachable spirit, always willing and able to receive from the Lord and receive from others as the power of God is flowing through our life. The power of God will only flow through your life as long as you keep a bowl in your heart. The moment you get rid of the bowl and the moment that you get rid of that teachable spirit, the power of God will be cut off on your life. Keep the bowl and allow the Spirit of God to have operation in your heart and in your mind tonight.